what did you do after school? Yeah. And, well, hey, and yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 we're missing too much good stuff here. I'd like, I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, so I hit the record button cause I don't want to, I don't want to miss the, the, these are the kind of conversations I wish people would, uh, would hear. So let's get yeah, into it. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Yeah, I, I, I figured that when I went to the rink at the first time. And, and you know, like I said, the guys were, were you know, working their asses off and, and they were there before, like hour and a half before uh, the all five practices started. And, and, uh, and the coach came to me and told me, what are you doing? And, and I, I came to the practice and it starts in five minutes, right? I have like, I have enough time to change my equipment on and, you know, I'm good to go. And that was the first conversation we had uh, about, you know, putting in some way extra work to be able to, you know, make the roster. Yeah. And yeah, but uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, I was I was 18, turning 19, and and still you know living, living probably in a world what what we had in Finland because I was talented and I was able to you know uh, I was able to play in the top level in Finland even though I didn't put in any any extra work I I, I you know I had fun with my friends during the weekends and you know I I I would say that I I uh, I didn't, I, I, wa, I was not ready to give up anything, you know, my personal life. Yeah, it was and on your terms. Yeah, my terms. And I, I and, and that's the most, you know, important stuff. Like you said, that you have to be ready to let go of something, you know, to be a top player or, or you know, um, see actually at how far are you, you know, able to go. Yeah. But uh yeah. Well why yeah, don't we, you, what why don't we go back a little bit? So so uh yeah. for for so tell us about a little bit about your background. Um let, let's let's start here. With us today uh for the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, we have Thomas Dolhamar for for if we translate it, I just think it's it's the it's such a good hockey name. How do you translate it into English? Um uh, I don't know. There, there, there's, there's been many different. Yeah, Steel yeah, hammer. but that's, that's probably uh, the most common that they used in in the in the states when I played there. Yeah, for a year. Yeah, so, and and yeah, you have a sick name, Steel Hammer. Yeah. Well, I was a kind of a you know soft player during that time, so I I was a, I was skilled player, like yeah, yeah. I thought I was. But uh, yeah, so the name name doesn't go you know in, in in that category i was a player but uh, yeah it's yeah. uh it's a i like the name <laughs> yeah so uh current u16 coach with jokerit in finland outside of helsinki um and if we if we start with kind of your background if we look at elite prospects uh certainly a we, we, so tommy with t-o-m-i stolhammer you can look it up for those who are listening and and what you'll find is a pretty pretty extensive uh, youth and junior career 
and then we'll talk about your journey into USHL with Cedar Rapids. But um, but I'm I'm interested because so you're actually the first guy from Finland that I've had on. We've talked offline a little bit and, and laughed about your journey and kind of our similarities in the journey to the U.S. But I'm interested in a couple of things, uh, your journey specific, but also a little bit on when we're comparing Swedish systems to Finnish systems in school and juniors okay. to senior um, and, and the similarities. Since you're coaching uh, U16, uh, we talked offline a little bit. Explain the age that, first of all, U16 in Finland, you're dealing with 07 birth year? Yeah, yeah. So what school, what grade in school? Are they in ninth grade, just like in, in Sweden, where you have ninth grade last year of compulsory school? Yeah, yeah. Ninth grade, uh, yeah. So all seven born, like you said, and then ninth grade in school right now. And then after after this year, they are, you know, uh, applying to, uh, to the second higher education. And is it called gymnasium in Finland too? Uh, I think, yeah. It's it's in Finland. It's Lukio. It's like high school um, if you compare it to the states. But I know if what it's what it's you know compared if you compare it to Swedish school system. I because um, uh, we have nine years, you know, the uh, basic school, and then uh, after that you apply to uh, a, a we call it high school here. Okay, and it's three yeah. years. Yeah, three years. Okay, so it's the same thing in Sweden. It's funny in 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 Denmark, you have the ability to go a tenth year before you go to. They call it gymnasium over there. So in Sweden, it's gymnasiet, and then yeah. after three years, you go and 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 co can then go to university or högskolan. And yeah, so it's similar in in Finland. So similar, yes. So in Jokerit, um, mm -hmm. which is in Helsinki, right? In Helsinki, yes. Yeah, and you're, but you grew up in Espo. Yeah, I actually was born in Western Finland in Turku, and mm -hmm. and we, yeah, yeah, and we we moved uh, to uh, Kirkkonummi. It's it's in Helsinki area. It's nearby Espo, and uh, we lived there. I moved from Turku when I was three years old, and and uh, we we moved to Kirkkonummi, and and to Helsinki area. And then I, I've been living here since then, a uh, year and a half in, in the States, but still in, in here. And uh, I'm I'm actually a uh, Espo guy, I would say. Yeah. But now, so Jokerit, which is one of the large clubs in Finland, have had some tremendous players that comes through Jokerit. Are they still in the KHL? No. No, they actually dropped out when the war began. So okay, so now so, they're playing yeah. so, in, in the Finnish Liga. They are actually not playing anywhere at the moment. Oh and, really? And that's that's oh, the really? whole yeah that's the whole different story that we could talk about over an hour after and and you know several days. But they are actually we we don't have a men's team at the moment. Okay. Uh, so our yeah so our our uh, oldest age is under twenties. And 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 Jokerit is uh, trying to get back on the Finnish Liga, um, but I think that they have to go through Mestis. So uh, it's like Al Svenskan in 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 Sweden. Yep. Uh, 
So they have to go through that and then they have to apply for a Liga spot after a year, I think, or, or depending on what the, uh, you know, what Liga is, is deciding. So, so it's not that easy, but I know that um, each and every one of the, I would say that at all, like the whole, the Finland is waiting for Joker to return to Liga uh, because it's, it's, you know, it, it raises the market market value of, of the smaller teams when you get it coming to the town. I guess, you know, it, it raises, uh, I wouldn't say hate, but it's like a love-hate relationship between your credit. It's always been a, a one of the top teams in Finland and, and Helsinki is the big city, you know, Helsinki people are a little better than everyone else. That's how they think. And, and, uh, and that's why I, I, that's interesting to see uh, when it's going to happen, but but it, it, eventually I think that it's going to happen. They they will return to Liga, and and and, and that's a good thing, I think. Yeah. The KHL because because in Jokerit, if you think about it, and let's be honest, uh, jump from under 20s to KHL, impossible. Like yep. there is no players that they can do that. So we don't have like a uh, we don't have Jokerit don't have they they cannot offer a you know the whole path to the players uh, all the juniors you know and then after that the professional career in the same club that's something that we don't have right now in Jokerit and and that's why I hope that um, they come back to Finnish league as soon as possible yeah so let's let's go back to 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 your career um, starting off in uh in in Espo playing uh youth hockey all the way up through juniors and pretty early on I mean I'm pulling up your your elite prospects uh every year international play U16 U17 U18 international play with with team Finland um and so we're talking 2000 four to 2006 in those times it's been a little while ago but yeah i just think that it's a little what makes it a little unique is that you made the uh the jump from junior 18 junior 20 in espo and then cedar rapids in the ushl so mm-hmm. let's let's talk about how in the world did that happen and what made you go a year in the US? Yeah, well, actually, um, I was I was ready to, you know, keep going in uh, under 20s. And, and I was practicing with the uh, Espo Blues Liga at that time also. So uh, but then actually my dad got a job offer from the United States and and um then we started thinking that, you know, it was a job that, you know, he wanted to take. And of course, uh, it, it was good for his career. And and then we started thinking that if, if it's, uh, is it possible for me to play uh, during that time when, when he's working? And then um, we uh, got, a, uh, we got in touch with the player agent and, and, you know, they uh, started, you know, looking for options and um, then I got a tryout in, from Cedar Rapids and I don't know why I ended up in CR. Uh, that's 
something that I, I don't even know, but they offered me a, a tryout spot and I went there to the tryouts and, and I got in. So, so uh, that, that was the story behind that, why I moved to the U S. All right. So back up a little bit. Cause your dad ended up in Norfolk, uh, Hampton roads, Virginia on the East yeah. coast. Yeah. And explain Everybody in the U.S. and Canada probably knows where Cedar Rapids, Iowa is, but explain mm -hmm. the difference between coming to the East Coast and Virginia Beach and Iowa, which was one of the flyover states, what is what it's called mm. over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the USHL was the league that uh, I wanted to get in because uh, I we didn't feel that there was like a league that good in, in, in Virginia area or, or, you know, near, nearby that. Correct. And, and yeah, so, so that's why, and the agent told me that, uh, the USHL is a really good league and, and, um, and, and, and they can also, you know, uh, take care of the school stuff and, and, you know, everything, so and and I got a housing family and all that. So so it's an easy way to just play hockey and you know study uh, during during your you know year in in the CR and and then it it opens opportunities to maybe play in the universities or or, or colleges or whatever. And and you know I, that's why I went there because I was even though I wasn't you know ready to put in the in that work ethic that you need to come out, you know, uh, a, you know, long career at player. Uh, I wanted to, you know, play hockey and I, I, I wanted to be professional. When I come back to Finland, uh, I wanted to be a tougher player and, you know, better player. So, so that was, that's why I, I took, took the step and then went to the USHL Iowa. And like you said, it's flyover state. Uh, I remember the highway between my house and, and, uh, and and drink it was you no know, field everywhere nothing else all flat um so it was perfect place to play hockey because there was nothing else <laughs> and 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 certainly i mean for those who don't know ushl top league in the u.s uh tier one and if you look at the players that play in tier one ushl today uh it's 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 a fantastic level i mean it is the the, the it, it it's the it's top cream of the crop and, and, and the future NHL players. So you get there, you try out, you make the team. And what was that like a completely new environment away from your family uh, with a billet family. And now you're coming in, you're the only Finnish guy, but you had a Swede with you too, right? Yeah. There was one Swedish guy. Robin Berkman, I think, yeah, yeah. Robin was 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 his name, and then that made it a little easier, because of course we we bonded bonded with Robin right away. And uh, in tryouts, I there was a little bit of that, you know, Finnish Swedish rivalry, but because uh, we didn't know each other, but we both made the team, and and uh, after that, it was all friendship, like from the beginning. So so that made it a little easier. We also had a one Belarus player in our team and you know so the, the probably the most difficult part was the language because you know I I wasn't uh, I, 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 I didn't love school 
at home. So uh, I didn't, you know, study English that I, I was, you know, I wasn't able to speak English with people. And I, I'm, I'm a shy person. So, so uh, it, it was tough in the beginning. But when uh, the Belarus player, Sergei was his name, he was even worse than I was. And it made me, you know, I, I was able to, you know, open my mouth also in the locker room at some point. Uh, so well, that's got to yeah, be a we, pretty, pretty. So how old were you at the time? Were you 18 yet or were you 17? Yeah, eight, yeah, 18, 18. Yeah. yeah. So so, I mean, that's got to be pretty, pretty pivotal in your in your if you look back at development, not necessarily as a hockey player, but just growing up as a person. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pretty yeah. Uh, yeah, like huge, huge, uh, huge step for me. Like I had to take care of everything. Oh, of course, I had the housing family, Billy family or wh whatever it's called. But yeah, still, I was on my own quite a bit. And, and you know, you had to study in, uh, you know, foreign language. Uh, you had to, you know, uh, go to the mall and stores and, you know, you had to take care of stuff you're on your own and, and with the foreign language. So, so probably the biggest thing that I, I got from, from that trip was, was the language. Um, of course, it's, it's a little rustic as uh, it's been a while since I last, you know, oh, you're, you're doing great. Spoke you're doing English. Great. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah. And then you finished. So you were able to finish high school in the U S so you have a high school diploma. Yeah. I have as well. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a story. Of course, they uh they uh they had you know some kind of package to me and Robin that we can you know get familiar with the high school system in the states and you know take a couple of classes and you know just play hockey. Uh, but I decided uh, that if I want to graduate from high school at some point even in Finland, uh, I have to do it there because now I have the time there that I don't have any, you know, because we had curfews and everything, you know, with the team. So I had time to study. I had, I had time to do that stuff there. Uh, there was no, you know, weekend, you know, free weekends that I can, you know, hang out with my friends and, and that, of course I hang, hang out with my, you know, teammates, but still I had the time to do it. And, uh, how it went, it was, I, I was two years in the Finnish high school and, and, you know, I got, I, I, uh, I got classes through that, uh, or, or, you know, enough classes to, uh, um, my dad wrote a little biography of each and every one of the classes. I, I, they, they transferred. Went, yeah, yeah, I took, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So yeah, I was able to, you know. I was able to graduate in the end of the year, but still, it was the toughest year I've had. You know, because with the foreign language, you have to study. You know, in high school, and you have to be senior in high school. So, so math and everything, a little tough for me. In, in English, it was tough for me in Finnish high school, but when you, you know, translate in English, also, it's it's it was tough and, and long nights uh, studying and using vocabulary. So, yeah. Good, good. And then, but then, so you had a year in, in the USHL, tough league. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. And I, I remember you telling me the story about going home for uh, going to Virginia Beach <laughs> over over uh, Christmas and uh, left the bag in, in, uh, in Iowa. 
yeah yeah i uh, i went home for christmas and uh in finland when you have a christmas break you take a christmas break so um, or, or that's that uh, that's what i thought and and um uh, yeah i i flew home and then right away when i landed to virginia beach uh, or norfolk was the airport i can remember but still no. um a coach called me and starts yelling at me at the phone told me where or he, he didn't yell at that time he asked Tommy when are you picking up your equip- equipment they're still in the locker room and I'm like uh, coach I'm, I'm a, on a Christmas break so uh, I will be back in like week two whatever it was the break and then he, he got angry with me that how I'm gonna skate during the break if I don't have my equipment with me and uh <laughs> So, so then it, uh, he said that, yeah, you have like, he gave me a timeline and said that you have to call me back and tell me where you get uh, skates and, you know, equipment for the Christmas break so you can go to the ice. And then I gathered up some, up some stuff from my brother's team or uh, he's four years younger than I am. So I got a few equipment from there and, you know, went to their ice and, and skated with the... <laughs> with with their you know skates and, and equipment so it was so i got ice in but uh i don't know how much i got better during that time but still and then and yeah. then you had to come back from so it was a little bit different different mindset uh and culturally and then you get back to 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 um, cedar rapids and uh, a little different attitude with the coaches yeah yeah well yeah, it was a tough feat tough year for me like I said I, I wasn't you know ready to put in that work that the other guys were doing and and even though I realized what it takes like I saw it every day but still I I, I didn't want to do it myself and and um, and coach it coaches they they didn't love it so uh, my I, I, I think I played like 30 30 something games in the USHL and and of course there was an injury or, or I was sick uh, longer period but still uh, I I was a tough season like hockey wise for me so yeah. it was yeah but then you had the so you had the opportunity to, to to perhaps stay and go to college or go back to Finland was your dad still working in in the U.S. at the time yeah yeah he, he worked for two years in uh, in Virginia Beach but then so, so you uh, decided yeah. to go back to 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 Espo at the time yeah, yeah, I decided to go back and um yeah, the year was tough and then um you know, I missed my friends and and you know, home and uh, uh I don't know, the coach wanted me to stay. I had a meeting with the coach after after um after the season and and he asked how I felt about the year and and then uh said that i wanted to stay here that, that he he uh he thinks that he can you know teach me what it takes and and it wasn't a too long conversation i said like almost right away that i'm not gonna stay i go i'm going back to finland and in the beginning of the year i had you know offers from universities colleges everything i i, I had i had a chance to do that and if i look back um it's easy to say now, but if, if when I if I look back now, uh, probably the you know right decision would be you know me to stay in the USHL for another year to get a good season in, you know um, 
I, I was familiar with the habits they had there uh, with the coach. I, I love the coach. He, 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 you know, pushed us forward and, and, and I understand his methods afterwards, but he was a tough coach and, and he wanted to, you know, measure all out from us each and every day. And, and it was tough, but if you, you know, uh, add the school and, 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 the foreign language and you know the tough season it was just you know too much for me at that time yeah and i it's interesting because i i mean based on what i'm what i'm hearing is he must have saw something in you he saw the talent and he probably saw that 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 if you could overcome kind of the the immaturity or work ethic you know he had something there and wanted you to stay and it's 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 tough when you're 18, 19, especially when you're, when you're missing home. Um, yeah. So we'll get back and to also, that now. We'll yeah, get back yeah. to that a little bit when we talk about you now as a coach, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. The, the coach said also uh, in CR to me that uh, you don't have, a, you don't have high school next year, so it's going to be easier for you and you can concentrate on hockey. Yeah. And, but yeah, like, that was the only thing I was going to say. So, yeah. And, and, and I think the other part is, you know, that transition in be, to being in a, in a comfort zone and then moving into a new area. It's, it's very, very tough and people underestimate how hard it is to go from comfortable to uncomfortable and, and different habits and, and, um, and, and these type of things. So, um, yeah. uh, let's let's now transition so after that you you kind of moved back uh and played several years all the way up in the into sm liga and and so on and and uh we could go into that but at some point you you reached the point of i think i'm done yeah yeah i i think that i uh I had it in my mind for two last years, probably. Um, uh, I didn't break through to SM Liga that well. I was in the third, fourth line, you know. Um, at that time, in the lineup, you could have 13 forwards, and, and I was the 13, number 13. So there there big games that I didn't play at all. I, I was just, you know, sitting on the bench and watching the game, and and, and it, it didn't matter to me. I... I I, I knew that I was young and, and I, I still have years in, ahead of me, but, but um, I got, you know, last two years, I got two injuries and, and those aren't the explanations why I quit, but still um, the last one was, I was, I, I was going to go to surgery and I was going to be out for six months and I didn't have a contract and I owned an apartment, uh, you know, from Olo. And, and uh, then I, that, that, you know, I started thinking that um, I can sell that. And, you know, uh, for six months, I can, you know, raise money from the government. And it's like 400 euros, 300 euros per month. So, so you're able to maybe make a rent with all the other support, but, but that's it. And so I kind of figured that I was 24 or 25 at that time. I figured that if I now start uh, a different job and, and, and hockey, uh, I'm able to, you know, 
maybe uh, uh, keep my apartment in Oulu and, you know, grow my wealth at, during the, you know, my working years. Uh, so that was probably the trigger that made me uh, quit hockey. Of course, the injury and six months, but but still, uh, it, it I had it in my mind for the last two years when I played that maybe this is not for me. Uh, uh, I love the game, but but you know I I haven't got what it takes like work ethic wise to you know you know keep going, and and but, that's and why. And it's a grind. I mean, I, I think what people have to realize that, you know, and, and the same thing here in the U.S., there's a lot of people that, that play minor pro that work mm. extremely hard that is just mm. on the edge and you just need that lucky break sometimes and it, it doesn't come, it doesn't come and you're putting in the work and after a while, age, you're no longer 20 and now you're mm. starting to be competing with the mm -hmm. 20 year old talent that comes in and, and it's not like you're getting rich, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so now it becomes, I can make a lot more money, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and how long am I going to, how, how long am I going to survive on, on nothing and putting in the work? So I get it. And then actually the age is quite like the age cap is quite small when you have to break through because when, if if you're not if you don't make it from 18 to 21 i i would say or 22 you start to be you st people are starting to call you as an old player yep. uh, when you turn like 23 and and that's 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 just you know still i don't you know understand that but of course i understand it in money wise because 18 years old kids are coming in they, they can make it a lot cheaper than you do and 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 probably that's why they call 22 year old or 23 year old old player. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's a small cap that you have to make the breakthrough. Yeah. So, um, and then you decided to go back to school. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, there was few years in, in between, um, I was working, uh, and, and, you know, as a salesman and then, uh, uh, I, I was coaching after like right after I, I quit hockey uh, as a player I, I went to coaching in in Espo, uh, under 16 junior team yeah and and I was working and coaching in the same year and and you know it was a tough year also because from the work you have to go straight to the rink and and you know you don't really have a social life during that period and and uh, uh, I, I did that for a year. Uh, it was a great year, great players who still play at this day, um, great, you know, great, you know, great personalities and, and, you know, probably the most adult under 16 team I've ever, ever seen in my life. Players were interested of their, you know, uh, development and, and, you know, they asked a lot of questions. They wanted to, you know, get better. Uh, it was an amazing team. Uh, the under 16 team in, in, in Espo Blues at that time. But yeah, I was working and then and uh, I decided after a year, I, I, I you know, the Blues offered me a U18 coach spot also as an assistant coach uh, in U18. But uh, I had to turn it down because uh, I, I just, as like we know, you don't make money by yep. coaching juniors. 
So uh, I, 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 you know, I kept working uh, as a salesman and and I ended ended coaching for a little period of time. But yeah, after I think it was four years uh, between, and then uh, my friends got me into the coaching again. And I did the same same thing for a year. So I coached. Uh, nowadays it's called Kiekko Espo. When the Espo Blues went bankruptcy, now it's Kiekko Espo. But under under fifteen, uh, Kiekko Espo team, and and two of my really good friends were coaching with me. And and uh, I was working at the same time, and it was also a tough year. And it was almost the same story than it was like. Uh, when I started coaching after my player career, uh, I was, you know, I was going to quit coaching again, but then Yoga uh, had reached me and, and, and I knew one of the coaches or two of the coaches who coached in, in Yoga juniors. And, and they called me and the first time uh, the club was interested of my future plans. And, and, you know, they asked me, uh, that what I want to do, like, do I want to be a coach or, or what I want to be? Is there a education or, or could you go to the school, you know, to support your coaching? And then I, then I, you know, um, I was working in, in, a, in a bank during that time. And, and then I, I left for a study leave and, and I took a year in the beginning and, um, uh, started you know uh i went to school it's it was school of prof- professional coaching um and um it was a year that i went there graduated you know from that that school and and coached at the same time so i i was kind of you know a professional coach yeah uh without a pay <laughs> i would say <laughs> that but but yeah still uh it was an amazing year. Uh, I got to really, you know, uh, think about my coaching and, and you know, uh, write down stuff and, you know, just take time to myself and think about me as a coach. So so let's go into that side now, because I think that what's unique is, is you know, we all I mean, I coached for 10 years here in the U.S. with youth hockey and and took with me. I didn't have the player career that you had and, and, and by, by far, and, and, and you become kind of an expert after the fact, but with your background and have played at a really good level, and now you're able to get into coaching, um, your experience that you bring with you from being a player and have been there and can see yourself. How are you, how are you able to utilize not just the skills of, of you as a player and, 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 and have been, been there, but also from the experience standpoint, from a mental uh, standpoint uh, with, with this group. Now let's talk about your group of U16 players. Um. Yeah, the the main thing is to you know I I want to know how how my group is doing, how they feel, you know, uh, that you have to ask the questions, you know, from the guys. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling? 
is there some something that bothers bothers you is everything good in you know life outside hockey that's the that's the most important thing is you know i see 25 players come into the rink and you know each and every day is different of course but uh but we have to dig deeper because if 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 somebody is you know is not putting in the work that that you know we have agreed on or i, I you know i i want them to do you have to you know go and ask is everything okay um, and and uh, the the most important thing probably what i you know want to bring or or do is uh, that i want the players to know where they're at like i i want to talk with players i talk with players each and every day and you know want to know how they feel and and, and you know because uh, i i as a player um the coach didn't you know ask me that stuff or or it was it wasn't uh something that they did with the team and so so so, so this group of players they've been together probably mm-hmm. since they were kids really young kids yeah. and now they're in their last year and mm-hmm. pivotal pivotal time in their in their life on and off the ice but some are gonna quit altogether. Mm-hmm ninth grade mm-hmm. and they're going to go to uni- they're going to go to gymnasium and not play hockey mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. are going to go and pursue at the highest level mm-hmm. and some are going to be somewhere in between mm-hmm. do they yeah you know so when you're talking about having those conversations about where they are do you find that a lot of them are they struggle with that and knowing kind of what their goals are and what they want to do and and do you do, do they, you parallel that with your where you were at the time? Uh, they 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 have goals, dreams. Um, uh, you know, they live in a world where everything comes easy. I I would say, they think they think that uh, uh if they just you know come to the practice and and you know, uh, the games, then they will you know, uh, be able to pursue their dreams and you know. Uh, that stuff but i what i try to like all all of the players if i ask they want to play in uh, you know professional hockey all the players they want to do that but what it takes it's something that they don't understand and and i try to make them understand or tell them from my experience that uh, what it takes uh to play as a professional at some point and and, and that's yeah, that's something I want to, you know, tell them each and every day um, if they have that goal. It's okay if you don't have that goal. That's okay. But if you do, uh, then there are certain things that you have to understand before it's too late. And what are what are those things that, so let's say you get through and they see uh, that, okay, to play at the next level, I am going to have to do these three things from where I well, am to where thing, I need to get. Yeah. First thing is that uh, you get them to, you know, concentrate on practices each and every day. Because, you know, we have six six days in a week that we have, uh, we have four practices and two games. That's the basic. Uh, and if you, uh, if you are able to get them to show up mentally, uh, each and every day that's a win a big win 
Yeah. Uh, because there, there are too many off days. Um, that's the first thing I would say. And, and since now we have the private sector coming in, you know, skating coaches, strength coaches, skill coaches. Uh, so some, some, of the, some of the players, like you said, uh, they are talented and that they, they want to put into that work. Uh, they have to understand that the, the competition is way bigger or, or way, way, there's way more, you know, uh, players that want to, you know, take advantage of this stuff also outside the club practices and, you know, they want to get better. And, and it's, it just, you know, it's not going to happen if, if you show up like three days a week mentally. Yeah. And, and, uh, so the first thing is to, you know, get, you know, get them uh, to realize that, that each and every day is, is important if you want to, you know, reach your goals. Yeah. So, so I think that that's really healthy. And, and, and so if you compare yourself to when you were that age and then when you were in the USHL, you had that realization. So, so that, man, I see what it takes and the competition mm. is super tough, mm. but then it becomes this fork in the road of, am I willing mm-hmm. to, to put in that work? Am I going to shoot 200 pucks today? Am I going to go lift after practice mm. or my off day, or am I going to work on watching the game or whatever the extra work beyond the four practices and two games, you have to now have to actually take action as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just knowing. And I try to teach them. I try to teach them, like, you know, if they want to get, you know, quicker, I, I, I give them, you know, trails practices they can do outside the ice uh, on their own, you know, easy practices. The practices, you know, they take like 20 minutes, 20 minutes to 40 minutes. So it's not that big of a time to, you know, do extra work uh, if you think about it. And I try to give them tools that they can actually, you know, uh, what what they can do outside when I'm not, you know, or when my coaching staff and I, we are not, you know, telling them what to do. Yep. And I try to, you know, teach them that they think on their own, that, that, you know, that they don't just, you know, come and when the coach is, you know, drawing something to the board that, okay, I will skate there. I will do that. They have to think about it. Uh, and, and they have to, you know, uh, be, you know, they, they have to want to, you know, do that stuff outside the practices also. And, and so, that's, that's something. So, what, yeah. So in a, in a group of 25, realistically, how many have the mental aspect of what it takes to actually take advantage of that because not everybody will whether we want to or not right mm-hmm. um well some 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 of the guys they will you know wake up later of course and, yeah. and you know they will realize that um and it's it's not going to be too late for them uh some of the guys they can you know wake up uh do that when they're 18 and you know start working and and become a professional um uh i don't know how many players uh right now in that team uh but there are smart kids uh in that team uh who want to who listen who you know who are you know 
uh, who ask questions, who want to get better. You can see that they want to get better. When I, you know, give some advice that if you want to get quicker, you, you do this trail before the practice or, or you know, uh, on your own. And when you go to the rink uh, before the practice starts, there are a few guys who actually are doing the, this stuff. So that that's 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 a huge deal for me that yeah. they are actually, you know, uh, taking advantage of, of the tips that I, I give them. Well, it's commitment, right? And it's a personal yeah. commitment. They're not doing it to please you. They're they're doing it because they're they want to go somewhere. All right. Yeah. Let's wrap this up by by I I I I've asked this question to several people, but I just think it's profound. Um, thinking back in 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 and it makes a difference. And that's if you met now now you become an expert after the fact, right? Mm -hmm. But you met yourself, Tommy, the seventeen year old still in Finland, getting ready to go to Cedar Rapids. But you are now the coach and you're talking to Tommy, the 17-year-old. The what advice would you give Tommy as the 17-year-old now when you've already lived it that you wish you wish you would have known back then that you know now, that you now have the chance to get through? What's the what's the main advice you would give yourself? Mm, probably, uh, I would say that you know, the coaches are responsible of telling you what it takes. I think uh, so. Ask a lot of questions from the coach if you really want to, you know, be a professional player and and you know, reach the top. Then then ask questions because all the coaches they don't you know. Uh, they don't talk as much and, and they are coaching, but you know, they are not. And I want to believe that each and every coach wants to help players. Uh, but uh, ask a lot of questions. If you really, you know, want to, you know, reach the top then ask questions, be interested in what it takes. You know, it's not a stupid question, you know, ask what it takes. I want to be a professional hockey player. Coach, tell me what it takes. And I feel like, he should be able to answer that question for you. And, and, uh, but if I could, you know, be the coach, uh, I would, I would, it would, it would be a tough year with, with old me uh, or 17 year old me, because we would have to go over that conversation, all, you know, over and over again, that this would, is not the way to do it. Would you push yourself? Would you push as a coach yourself as a player harder than you were pushed uh i would and i would also tell me as a player why i'm doing that yeah yeah because if you would have do you think that the path would have i mean you've had a, an amazing journey but you probably could have reached a different destination if you earlier on were able to understand what it takes yeah 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 well of course and and but yes that's probably the the thing that i would do and and i would you know and the main thing is that why i'm pushing you yeah why i'm not gonna make it easy for you because i see the talent and and that's why we you know it's not gonna be roses it's each and every day but you know i 
why I'm doing this as a coach, I want to help you to reach your goals. I want to help you to get to the top level. And, and, and that's, that's just, you know, thing that why we are pushing, I would push myself. Of course, I would push myself uh, way harder than, you know, I, I, I did uh, as a player at that time, but uh, I would also tell me why. Yeah. Like why, see, why I'm pushing you. See, I think this is so profound because, because, and that's why you're in this spot right now and, and why you are going to succeed as a coach at every level that you're going is because you have seen what it takes and you have now the knowledge that you can translate to the younger player and not everybody's going to hear the message or they're not, not all of them are going to take in the message, but I think it's the ones that do uh, can, can really leverage that knowledge that can be pivotal, pivotal in their career or in their life. And, mm -hmm. and I think that that's, um, that's what puts you in a really unique position because you can speak from the heart by saying, I have been there and, mm -hmm. and I care. And mm -hmm. I know, and I know I can empathize with where you are and I can now my job and what I want to do is challenge you to reach within and push harder. Um, mm. It's going to be interesting. Um, you're in a great spot in Jokerit. You've got some young, talented people to work with. And I got a feeling that that you're going to be in a position where you're going to be able to go in um, to coach at a higher level with these experiences and uh, your career is young as a coach. So it's going to be interesting to follow. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully that will happen. Of course. And I, I you know, I love this job. It's, you know, helping players is, is, you know, something that I, I love to do. And, and like you said, uh, it's, it's not about me. It's about the players and, you know, helping them. And, and, and that's something that I want to, you know, continue to do. Yeah. Of course. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, and uh, and I appreciate the time and and uh, it's been good talking and and getting to know you and and your journey and and your background and your passion. So we'll uh, we'll follow it for sure and and uh, keep tweeting it out from from the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for having having me. It was a, you know fun.